Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. We're in the middle of a series called Don't Leave Me Like This. And it's, and really that's God's heart that God wants to, God, there's something in God that just loves to, just loves our desperation, our faith. Sometimes faith is desperate. Can I get a witness? Sometimes faith is not cute. It's not, it's not so polished. There's, I mean, read the Bible. I mean, these people were desperate for God. Um, when, when people went after Jesus, the blind, blind Bartimaeus, the woman caught in the act of adultery, the, the, the woman with the issue of blood. I mean, you're talking about desperation. Jesus, don't leave me like this. And so we've been talking about it, but this is what I want to talk about today is how there are people that will be left in a certain state if we don't do something about it. Right, it's got quiet already. I haven't even started praying. But, but we, there's a calling on us that, that, that I believe as a result of, of uh, uh, Principal Bautista and his staff and their openness to bring the gospel into the public school, that, that, that people are going to be changed for eternity because of what they, how they are leading in the environment they're in. So there are people crying, don't leave me like this. And I want to encourage you that you are the answer in God to that cry. That you are the answer. That it's, they may be crying out to God, but the, the children of Israel cried out to God. But guess who we put the answer in? Uh, a, a, a knucklehead uh, named Moses that had a stuttering problem. All right, God's going to call you and choose you in spite of you. And even, even with all your weaknesses and all this and that, God's still going to use you to be the answer to somebody else's cry. Isn't that beautiful? All right, look at your neighbor and say, you are the answer. Okay? So we're going to talk about this. Don't leave me. Don't leave me like this. Has anybody ever prayed like that to God? Can't God, don't leave my loved ones like this. Don't leave my community like this. Don't leave our school like this. Thank you for how far we've come, but don't leave me like this. All right, I'm sure my wife has said, Lord, thank you for my husband, but don't leave him like this. Can I get a witness, wives? <laughs> come on now. I mean, she appreciates me. She loves how far I've come. But I know in her heart of hearts, there's more work to be done. Come on. I heard that was a wife from a, that was a laugh from a wife right there. That, <laughs> that was a wife laughing. You guys, you guys hearing what I'm saying? Are you guys, you guys, you guys uh, tracking with what I'm saying here? Okay, here we go. We're going to jump into the Bible. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord. Uh, your word is going to speak to us, transform us, work your will in us, God. And we, we thank you for uh, the, the transforming power of, the, of your word. We thank you, Lord, that we're not trying to just get smarter, Father, in the word. We're trying to be changed by the word. We believe that this is the word of God, that it is God-breathed, that it is God-inspired, and it is what changes us into the very image of Christ. So we receive it. We open up our hearts and our lives to it, not the word of a man, but the word of God. 
the word of God, which lives and abides forever. And we thank you for the transformation you're going to do in our hearts today as a result of this word in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, Joshua chapter six, I'm going to read uh, um, verse one, and then I'm going to just give a little backstory, um, but I'm going to read verse one. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. There was a wall around it. None went out, none came in. Say this with me. Say, don't leave me like this. What happened was God called, Moses died. God called Joshua, says, Moses, my servant is dead. You therefore take the children of Israel into the promised land. God had a promise on the other side of the Jordan and it was literal land. And God said, Joshua, you're gonna take him over there. Joshua is a type of Christ. His name means the same thing as Jesus. Yeshua, Joshua, Jesus, or Chewy. No, I'm just kidding. Chewy does not mean salvation. But uh, maybe it does. But, um, but, but he's a type of Jesus. He, uh, the, the Old Testament is a, is, a, is a type and a shadow of the reality of our spiritual lives. So here it is, Joshua, Yeshua, means salvation. It's coming to take these people in the wilderness and cross them over the Jordan, which represents baptism into the promised land, a place that God has promised. Every last one of us in here walking with God, you are a person of promise, that there's a promise on your life. There's a promise you're called to be in. This is not my achievement. I'm living by a promise. I, I'm, I'm, I'm living by something God has said. I stand here as a pastor because of a promise, not because I'm smart, not because I did all the right things. There's a promise on my life. All right, and, and this was a promise. This land was a promise. The Bible says that every word, every promise of God in scripture is yes and amen, meaning every promise in Christ, this is your promised land, if you will, right here. This word is your promise. Uh, Joshua, Joshua, Moses died just because somebody failed didn't change the promise. He didn't make it. He could look at it, but he died on the other side. And God's like, Moses, my servant is dead. Joshua, get up and let's get going. There is a promise in your future. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's so much more in your future you don't even realize. There's so much profoundness inside of you you don't even realize. There's so much destiny and anointing and, and divine purpose. It's a promise. It's something like my wife was saying during ministry time, that there's things God has said. God will do what he said he would do. It's a promise. I have a four-year-old. I always forget their ages, and I only have three. I have a seven-year-old. And I have a three-month-year-old, and I understand the weight of promise when I tell them they can have a cookie, and they're not acting right, then I have to change the promise. I got to bring an adjustment and say, you know what? That promise is conditional, Dominico. That's conditional. Somebody say amen. But as a father, I understand why my, button, my button's here. Uh, maybe I'm nervous. A bunch of educators looking at me right now. Uh, but, um, but there's a promise. Uh, I understand that our father will stand by his word. And so, so here we go. He's got this man named Joshua and God's people. It says in three days, you're going to cross over. And you're going to start taking territory. And it says that Jericho, nobody got out, nobody got in. 
I believe our first assignment is God is to tear down walls in our community. Walls, uh, walls, nobody gets out, nobody comes in. That's a lie from the devil. Walls around ethnicities. Walls around neighborhoods. Walls around the public school system. And I feel like at times in the religious community, we, we use those walls to hide behind. It keeps us comfortable. Keeps us in the status quo. But I'm not saying that we necessarily trying to uh, break any kind of laws. I'm just saying, but those walls, those rules in the public schools doesn't mean we can't get up in there and love people. I'm going to find a way in there somehow. That wall's coming down. Somebody say amen. And just because, oh, this certain neighborhood or this certain ethnicity, I look around this room, I believe that ethnic boundaries and walls can come down. I believe the church is responsible. Our assignment coming out of baptism is start to bring some walls down. Start to bring some walls down. Walls between age groups, generations. The devil will, puts up walls. Here it is. They came out as a type and a shadow. God's anointed people about to come across the Jordan. Their first assignment was to take some walls down. Take some walls down. I believe that we're doing that here today. I, I, I am a firm believer in what the word says that, you know, that Jesus came, um, that he was manifest, the son of God um, for this purpose came that he might destroy the works of the devil. Do some damage. And so um, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. What Joshua did prior to this is he sent out some spies. He sent two. They went out with 12, and they all were haters except two of them. So Joshua's like, yo, let's just send two this time. If you read your Bible before, they sent out 12 and only Joshua and Caleb. And Joshua's probably like, man, I'm going to change my approach. I'm going to send in 12. I'm going to send two that I know got some faith. Right? They came back. So they went out there and he says, focus on Jericho. So they went. There's a harlot that lived in the wall. And she's like, yo, basically, I believe in God. You're, you serve the God of the, heaven, of the heavens and the earth. She had faith in God, the Hebrews even says. The book of James says, she's, she's quoted, this, this harlot was, was, was in the lineup in what we would call the hall of faith in the book of Hebrews about people that lived and demonstrated great acts of faith throughout scripture. And this harlot in a wall demonstrated that because she showed them kindness. She showed the, um, the Israelites kindness. She hid them. They came to look for them and she hid them up on a roof and then she let them down outside and she's like, yo, I showed you kindness. Show me some kindness. When y'all come in to take the city, make sure you preserve everything. Make sure you preserve me, my family, and everybody connected to me. They say, cool, we'll do it. Just make sure you got a, um, a scarlet um, uh, material hanging out of your window and we'll, make, we'll know that that's your spot. We're not going to touch you somebody say covenant this is a this is a picture of a somebody out check this out somebody outside of Israel made a covenant with God's people before Jesus and she was preserved because of an agreement with God's people there was a covenant made this is a picture that when the church rises up walls come down and 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 there's a union between the Jew and the Gentile right here in this picture 
walls came down. She is a picture of us Gentiles, people that aren't Jews by birth, that we don't inherit a blessing by birth. We inherit the promise by being born again. Here it is. There's the picture. A wall came down. Like in uh, the walls really are about to come down, but this wall came down with relation to God's heart for people outside the commonwealth of Israel. Here it is, a, a harlot. She, she, she was in sin. She was living a sinful life. She expressed faith. And she was preserved. All right. So after the spies come, they, they, they come back and they start to head to Jericho. I'm going to read verse one again. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. None went out and none came in. Here it is. Verse two. Uh, Joshua chapter 6, verse two. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I've given Jericho into your hand. It's king and the mighty men of valor. It's amazing how God, how God sees things before we see them. I mean, the Bible just says it was all shut down. And God's like, see, I've given it to you. Everything God gives us at times is raw material. He sees the result. And you're like, wait a minute. You just said this is ours. But God, let me remind you, there's a wall around it. And nobody's coming out. And nobody's getting in. He's like, isn't that beautiful? That's your promised land, Joshua. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Sometimes you're like, Lord, I just need, I need some friends, Lord. They bring you a friend, and you're like, not that one. <laughs> God's like, that's the promise. Some of y'all ladies were like, Lord, give me a husband. And you were like, not that one. <laughs> some, of, some of y'all, some of y'all too picky. God's not as picky as you are. I'm not saying to make sure, you know, homeboy's legit, but come on now. There's a fine line between making sure homeboy's legit and, and you're just picky. Like, stop that. He's a, you, you, know that you know you got friends. No, he's a good man. I mean, my wife was super picky. Didn't want to hear from me. Didn't want to talk to me. Her friend had to talk to her. Girl, he's a good man. He might be a little white boy from California, but he's a good man. Come on, now we married almost 11 years now. Come on, somebody. We got three babies. See how picky she was? Look at that. The promise. Be fruitful and multiply. Come on now. Come on now. All right? The, the promise is given and it's raw material sometimes. You got to work on this thing. God's going to give you something to build. God's going to give you something to fix. You want a promise, but sometimes he'll give it to you to fix it, build it, grow it. You know what I'm saying? When, when, when God gave us this facility to, to have worship in, the, I had a, a word from a, a gentleman that didn't know me for anybody. He felt led of the Lord to tell me that God said, God's got a building for you, but everybody's going to say it's ugly, but you're going to make it beautiful. Principal was up here saying, man, it's beautiful in here. It wasn't like this before. Somebody say, God is good. Somebody say, I'll take raw material. I'll take it all. I'll work with it. Give it to me. Let me work. I'll work with it. I will, I will, I will, I will take a tool that don't even supposed to work and I'll make it. I'll take scissors and unscrew something with scissors. Come on, somebody. So, somebody, you got to take what, 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 what God, you don't know. God, God wants to see if you're faithful. God wants to see if you're going to pull your sleeves up, get to work on it. God will give you a business idea when there's no market for it. And he's like, go do this. 
Come on now. God will open a door for you and everybody else is going to tell you, I don't know about that. People, the voice of the enemy is going to be like, oh, settle. Oh, do this. You know, God's going to call you to be in a place and, and, and he's going to cause you to, he's going to say, oh, isn't that beautiful? Look, I've given it to you, Joshua. Can you see it? As a matter of fact, no, I can't see it with my natural eye. You know, come on now. Come on now. Somebody talk to me in here. All right. Here it is. Here's my first point. Here's my first point. I just got three points, guys. Three points and a poem. Just kidding. I don't have a poem. You're called to bring walls down. Sanctuary LA, you're called to bring walls down. Mendez High School, you're called to bring walls down. You in the marketplace, you in, in, in whatever environment, government, whatever, public service, you are called to bring walls down. I was talking to somebody earlier. The, um, and, I, and we were talking about just working in the marketplace. And it's like, man, making money's just the gravy. There's a higher purpose out there. Praise God for the blessing. Praise God that you are a workman is worthy of his hire and, and all that good stuff. And God's going to bless the work in your hands. But there's a higher purpose than that paycheck. There's walls that need to come down. We aren't, we're, we're a church. We want walls to come down. That's why we invite it. That's why we engage our community and bring it. We want walls to come down. We aren't, we aren't some country club. We're not in the country. And this is not a club. Come on now. We want walls to come down. We got work to do. I said, we got work to do. Come on. Let's not, let's not judge our success by how much money we make. Let's judge our success by how many walls have come down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 6, verse 3. Okay, here my next point is this. God sees beyond what we see. <laughs> Can I get a witness? God always sees more. That's why he's God. I'm glad that, I, that God's not asking me questions. I'm glad that he sees it. As long as he sees it, I'm good. As long as he said it, I'm good. As long as, as, long as he is confident in this thing, I am good. As long as he sees it, I'm good. But God sees what we don't beyond what we see. The Bible says that we don't look after the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. God sees beyond what we see. I love it. The whole thing was shut down. And the Lord said, see, I have given you this beautiful blessing. Hallelujah. Verse 3. Here we go. Here it is. Here comes the assignment. You shall march around the city, all the men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout. All the people shall shout. Let me try it again. Come on. We, we in a Presbyterian church this morning. I said all the people shall shout. <laughs> Let's try it again. That's pretty good. That was good. That was all right. I know it ain't like when you're watching your Lakers or anything, but let's try it better. Let's try it better. That all the people shall shout. Let's do it again. All the people shall shout. Yeah. 
All right, with a great shout. I like that. Let's, can we do it one more time? All the people shall shout. Yeah. All right, hallelujah. Come on, church ought to be fun, all right? Come on now. Like, church don't have to be all stuffy and boring and ritualistic. It ought to be life-giving and joyful and praiseworthy. Come on, and challenging. Hallelujah. Yeah, man, spattering of applause. Dang, appreciate the clap. <laughs> Leaving me hanging up here. I'm trying to tear down some walls. You know what I'm saying? Come on now. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that the people, the people, plurality, people, this was a community effort. This wasn't some superstar showing up to the neighborhood trying to fix everything. This was the community of people in unity, community. Community is common unity, all right? Your community of people, all right? Community, it says, and the people shall shout with a great shout. Then, 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 then the wall of the city will fall down flat. The promise inside the other side of that wall. It was the promised land occupied by those that did not have a promise on them. You, the wall shall fall flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. You're called to bring down walls. Called to bring down walls. God sees beyond what you see. When a, here's, my la, here's my third point. When a community acts on what God said, miracles happen. Um, I believe, my wife was saying this earlier, I believe in miracles. Believe in miracles. I believe that the trajectory of a community can change when unity, common unity happens. But you're called to bring walls down. Um, my life from my childhood was there was walls put around me. Walls. I grew up in a very dark home environment. My, um, I've shared this at Mendez Group and with our community, but I just feel in, this, in light of this message to share this because I grew up and there was walls put around me. I was sexually abused starting at the age, it could be as early as three or four. I was smoking weed when I was six, drinking beer when I was six, looking at pornography when I was six, and it was all handed to me by my stepfather. So it was how I was raised. And those things, every last one of those things were walls. The Bible says we, you know, tearing down imaginations, ways of thinking. You know, and every high thing that would exalt itself, a wall against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I had some walls in my mind in my emotions, about my identity, about my worth, starting at a, a, an age that, I, that my earliest memory is this, that, that walls, somebody say walls. walls, nobody got in, and I sure wasn't getting out. Walls, my personal life, I needed somebody to Tear down my walls. I had walls all throughout elementary school. 
walls, cops over my house, all throughout elementary school, sometimes every night, running to the neighbor's house for safety. Somebody getting put in handcuffs, walls. I remember being in elementary school and it was so weird for me as a child. I forget what grade I was in, but one of the teachers, I don't know, I don't know if she, I don't know how she knew, but she was like, um, hey, is everything okay at home? And I don't know, maybe you teachers know, you just can read it. And I'm thinking, this, like, why she, like, I got, like, red hot, you know, I'm white, so I was just like, you know, I got red. I mean, I'm white, so when I get embarrassed, I get red. And I was just like, whoa, so much shame. Like, I just shut down. I was like, yeah, everything's fine. Walls. Nobody got in, and I sure enough didn't get out just yet. But walls. Walls. And in Scripture, there are healthy boundaries. And we talked about, um, Coach Garcia talked about building the wall. But this wall was inhibiting the promise of God. It was keeping back God's people from a promise that was rightfully theirs based on what God said. So I was in my, I was a fortified city. You get abused, you know, and somebody tried to violate that. You know, I had a lot of rage, a lot of anger, the way I dealt with the hurt and walls. But check this out. There was a church in my community. <laughs> and this was back when skateboarding, I mean, we were knuckleheads. I mean, these were, and, and, and it, wasn't, it wasn't a popular thing. It wasn't a cute thing. We were, for, we were just grimy street kids. And this church in my community put a skateboard ramp in it. I got all kind of walls. We see it in like some local paper. And back then there were no skate parks. None, like barely. You had to travel hours to get to one. So we were street kids. Like that's, and then we found out a church had a ramp in it, a legit ramp. It was like five and a half feet tall. It was raised off the ground, masonite solid coping none of you know what I'm talking about but it's all right <laughs> let me just have my moment 16 feet wide and they're like in this church in the inside the church like what are these people thinking if I bring all my friends we are going to terrorize this place we are going to destroy this joint right here do you know what I'm saying? This wasn't like for their youth group. They like were like, yo, let's put this in here and see what happens. And all the freaks came out. I was one of them. I mean, smoking weed in the parking lot. You know? Uh, but it was a community that got through my wall. That's how I got saved. I didn't get saved because I'm like, oh, I want to go to church. I want to be a good person. I still don't want to be a good person. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. But they, they got to me. They got, they tore down some walls. And I remember going back to this church, San Jose, Northern California, and I preached at some event. And one of the leaders, he didn't know 
that I was the fruit of that ministry. And here I'm preaching in this church. And he was like, man, that would, that, they, people were talking about that skate ministry from the 90s, man. They were crazy kids, causing mess, breaking stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, man, I actually got saved as a result of that. He's like, they thought it was a failure. They're like, shut that down. <laughs> These kids, man, shut that down. But this community, they broke, they, they broke the rules. It wasn't cool back then. Skate church. That was not cool. It wasn't cool to us. I mean, we just tolerated having to go into this place because they had a bunch of weird people that smiled a lot. <laughs> right? And, 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 and the church community was kind of like, man, like, y'all need, need more staff members because we got a group over there smoking weed. We got these people. I'm not saying anything that's okay or right. I'm just saying that church was willing to get messy, break some walls down. Hallelujah. Here it is. When a community acts on what God said, miracles happen. The walls come down. Here we go. Verse 20, and I'm going to close with this. Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets. So they followed through. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet. And the people shouted with a great shout. Oh, y'all missed it. Y'all missed it again. Y'all, y'all, you guys are thinking about the raffle, huh? Okay. And it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout. Yeah. Woo! That the wall fell down flat. The people went up into the city. Every man straight before him, they took the city. Took the city. I'm gonna let societal rules and laws. Well, I thought we're gonna wiggle our way through that wall. Oh, oh, you know, wait, we're, we're spying. We're, you know, we're Jews and we're, we're all up in a harlot's house talking to homegirl and she's going to help us out. We're all hiding up on her roof. That, that, that don't look too good. They didn't do anything profane or sinful, but they wiggled up in there. They, they, didn't, let, they didn't let the rules, society is made, even these unspoken things. Oh, don't do that. Oh, there is a separation of church and state. I understand that, but that don't mean we can't be up in a public school loving students and, 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 and reaching out. With, okay, okay. Well, well, tell me what I can do. I'm going to find out what I can do. I'm going to hide behind that and be like, oh, we're the church. You know, we're over here. We're this sanctified bunch. Ain't going nowhere. Ain't doing nothing, but oh, we're so holy. That's not us. We're going to be holy unto the Lord, and we're going to live right before him, and we're going to live up to the standard he's calling us to do as a local church and me as a leader. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to break some societal rules. We ain't going to fit in and try to fit in. No, we ain't trying to fit in. We're trying to tear some walls down. We're going to let people celebrate us down the road. We'll let the haters hate now. That's fine. Hate is a good sign we're doing the right thing. Come on now. I said, come on now. I really um, want to just encourage somebody in here today before we pray. But Coach Garcia, I really felt this during worship, man, just to encourage you. That, that there's just a grace on your life, man. You're, you're like at the tip of the spear kind of guy. And, and many times you've felt the warfare and the fight. But that's, that's just the anointing on your life, man. Uh, you know, like the Bible talks about, it correlates um, arrows. You know, my quiver's full. Like I got three. I, I, my, my quiver's full. I don't want no more. Somebody say amen. 
The quiver's full. I got three. It's a spiritual number. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, right? Anyway, sorry. This is about you. But for real, is that I really feel to encourage you, man, that that is just on you, brother, to go first. I feel like that we as a community are reaping the brunt that you felt years ago. And so, and, and that you, you, you just went for this. You, you, you have a passion for God. You have this unwavering, you're not going to be moved. You're going you're to take it as it comes. You're out front and there's an anointing on life because there is, and maybe you've even questioned times, man, is this really work? Is this really happening? And yes, your labor isn't in vain. I feel like God just pulled you up out and he shot you right into Mendez High School. Just like an arrow, like bam shot you right into there and and there's a grace and I really feel that there is refreshing in your walk with God and your own marriage and 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 your family life coming to you as a result of your faithfulness you I feel like God's telling you man you pass the test time and time again you stay the course and I hear the Lord say just continue to stay humble before um the Lord continue I feel him saying this to you like the Lord's saying man could you just stay humble before me my son could you say broken continue to let the those tears fall that brokenness and watch what I continue to do because a broken and contrite heart the Lord says I do not despise that there's refreshing that comes as a result of that brokenness there's a brokenness you have before the Lord and that is being poured out on every student and faculty member that you touch come on just stretch your hands towards coach and his family father we just thank you He's at the tip of the spear. <laughs> He's anointed to go first, to be first. We thank you for that grace on his life and just the excitement and the life that flows out of him and the, and the energy of the Holy Spirit that just turns in him. He just, he's, he's infectious with joy and passion for the things of God. So we pray your blessing on this man. And Lord, we just pray your grace and power him to continue. Bring this thing all upon his family, his kids. Let the anointing on him. Just like in the book of Psalm 132, where the anointing flows down the beard onto the skirts. The anointing, the presence of God will flow down him, the head of his home, the, the leader, the man of the house. Let it flow down. Bring peace and confidence and wholeness to his children and to his wife. We thank you for this man. We bless this man. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. All right. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.